Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. everyone and welcome to the three questions with Andy Richter. It's not just with Andy Richter though. It's with Rob Hubel. Hi everybody. Hi Rob. Thanks for having me. Is this a this is like a quiz show, right? Like I yes. just Okay, you you ask me and and I'll I be, ask you so three we'll be questions. done we'll be done in like a minute. Yeah. Okay. I asked you three questions. The balls, yes you like no? them tortured or cupped? Tortured. Okay. Uh, that's one. <laughs> now I got to and then I think about what the next question is for a half an hour. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, you know, I mean, do you know the questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it's, it's, I'm just basically, I want to know yeah, about Yeah, I had you. my publicist type up a whole thing. And I'm <laughs> Invent just gonna, a background. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> yep. And I'm just going to read it. And, Kid, uh, you're from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I got some bullet points, some talking points. Well, uh, well, what were you doing today? What's, your, what's on this, on the plate today? Let's, well, I was know. telling, um, I forgot your name, Jen. Uh, that uh, I we just saw a bobcat in our neighborhood, so I'm dealing with that. Bobcat really. Goldtweet? Um, no. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> of, really, a bobcat? A they, real fucking bobcat? Isn't That's it weird? For how, people, yeah, L. A. is. Yeah. Well, we live in Pasadena, but uh, so there's. I mean, it's crazy out yeah. there, you know. But um, but yeah, there's just like uh, you know, uh, I'm not from California, and so was, every now and then you see stuff where you're like, what? I know. You know, like it took me a while to wrap my head around like coyotes and stuff when I moved out here. I was like, because I'd walk the dog at night and you'd see like. A fucking pack. Oh, yeah. can we swear on this, by yes, the way? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so we'd see these, you know, coyotes at night, like, wandering down the street, like, looking all tough. And yeah. uh, I was like, what is that? This, yeah. Are these wolves? You know, so I there's know. just some shit out here. And they're that. amazing because, like, they walk by and they shoot you a glance and it, and it, you feel like – like, okay, it's it's walking by and it's not looking at me, but you also get the feeling of like, no, that was like it's it's stalking They're me. They're plotting. And yeah, yeah and there were yeah. four behind me. Yeah, they definitely that do are, that. Yeah, that are waiting to like separate my terrier from me. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly yeah. what they do. They're yes. always it's like a pack of hyenas. Yep. Like they're basically just like, how do we the big person, I don't know if we could kill the big guy. We could yeah, probably yeah. kill the kid. We yeah. Could, we could kill the kid. We could drag the kid into the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or and, that Irish setter for sure. <laughs> for sure. That Irish setter looks ready to play. And they Apparently, that's what they do, too, because I don't live up in uh, where I live. Well, you're in a helicopter that just circles the city, I right? I do. It yeah. is true. It's Yeah. It's, I, 
So you I just call it an at, airship, but yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a helicopter. <laughs> it's a helicopter. Yeah, because, it's like Airwolf. That show well, Airwolf. It's just it's you know, just a helicopter. Airship doesn't have as big a carbon footprint, and I'm trying right, to right. I'm trying to nail like you know uh, hippie chicks. Yeah, and so when you say helicopter, they're like, "What about the gas?" So it's like, "Ah, it's an airship," it's and an then airship. it's like, "All right, it's on." Yeah, <laughs> let's get, uh, let's, <laughs> let's get let's up get there, to baby. The yeah, um, <laughs> no, uh, where. My, at my old house in Burbank, it's kind of down by the river and yeah. right across from where Griffith Park begins. Yeah. So there's still a lot of were, uh, werewolves. Werewolves. A lot of, a lot of werewolves. <laughs> we got a werewolf a problem. Of, a lot of wildlife. Yeah. Tons of raccoons. Yeah, yeah Tons yeah. of possums. Skunks. One morning. Uh, and I mean, and hawks. Like yeah. you wake, like just wake up and look up. and Huge yeah. birds. Like, I, yeah. I heard a noise and like a tearing noise and I look up. And it's a hawk in a tree just tearing the shit out of a bird. Just like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Just a bird ripping his flesh Blood apart. dripping into the street. Right. I found an owl pellet on my car. I don't you know, even know what that is. Owls. I would have eaten it. Owls eat things whole. Uh-huh. And then. And, and then, then they poop it out? They poop it out. And what they poop out is a like little yarn ball of fur and crushed bone. Yum. And that was, sounds delicious. There was a furry little ball. Uh, like and it's kind of like it's almost sort of fluffy, like yeah, it's like yeah. kind of been teased out, right. like a hairstyle. <laughs> and inside it, there was like a little half a mouse skull, a little treat. Yeah, oh. I'm just like sitting on my car, and I was like, "Wow, there's owls!" That's amazing. Shitting on my car, shitting this out is exciting. their breakfast. Yeah, um, but yeah, apparently uh, coyotes will. The one coyote will find a dog. And kind of be like, hey, buddy, let's go play. Yeah. And, and, and your dog's stupid like, stupid fucking oh, hey, dogs cool. are like, I love to play. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Come on over here. And yeah. then that's where the, they just get stabbed. That's where yeah. the, yeah, where the gang is waiting to set up. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of a wildlife in Pasadena. But the bobcat thing took it to a whole new level. I was like, what? Did, I don't even. Was it big? Like, Well, I didn't see it. Our babysitter went outside. and uh, But it was like the middle of the day. You know, this was actually a couple days ago. But, um. Uh, it was like the middle of the day and she had our child with her. And so she freaked out and started like videotaping it. And yeah. so, but yeah, it was big. It was like, but we, a bobcat isn't going to hurt your kid. Um, I don't think so. Lion, yeah, yeah. A, mountain a mountain lion, lion will, is a yeah, problem, yeah. but a bobcat won't hurt you. Yeah, yet. a bobcat is more like an adorable thing that my daughter would want to be friends with. You yes, know? yes. A- as that, well as Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> as well as Bobcat. So. I don't know. That might kind of be weird if your daughter started really <laughs> hanging out exclusively with Bobcat Goldthwait. Bobcat, get out of my daughter's room. What are you? <laughs> what is she, like four? <laughs> She's three. Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would, that's, I mean, that's a, I mean, Hollywood is about age mismatch, but yeah, that's a, but that's that's a real discrepancy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw a bobcat. Bobcat in our neighborhood once, and I w- it was so strange. I was like, it took me a full like twenty seconds to process what, what I was it is. seeing. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not at the that zoo. That cat has long yeah. legs. Right. Like, wow, that's and you know, is it a panther? Yeah, is it yeah, a, yeah. And you, I mean, but you live, or you sounds like you used to live right by like. There's mountain lions in Griffith Park, P22, yeah. and yeah. you yeah. know, there's a couple of them. They would have had to cross the 134 though to get to me. So they can like, do that though. They'll zip really? line. Oh, yeah, they build <laughs> their own zip lines. <laughs> they zip line right across the freeway yep. out of mouse intestines. <laughs> String it together. Uh, a friend of mine in Pasadena lives up, uh, you know, like above Pasadena High School. Had a fucking bear in her yard not a couple cool. weeks ago. I'm not on board a with bear. that. bear. I'm not on board with that. Uh, a fully trained bear? No, no, no. Uh, oh. Not trained at all. A like, wild yeah, bear. Yeah, it had its headshot in its hand. Oh, Like, it was obvious boy. that it he's was in the biz. Still looking for work. He's an, he's yeah. an acting bear. Didn't the, even know to put anything extra on the, you know. Special it's just skills. Like bear yeah. shit. Just, just bear. Yeah, 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 no yeah. dancing, no roller like skates. Yeah, I, yeah I, that would freak me out. But, yeah. you know, coming from, I was in New York 
before I lived here. So you didn't have to deal with stuff like that. No, you know, just rats, just rats. Well, you're from Virginia. Correct? I'm from Virginia. Yeah. But and I was there's in, no wildlife or are you, are you in the no, suburbs? We, no, we killed it all. We killed it all. <laughs> um, yeah. I years was, and years ago. Yeah. I was in the suburbs. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I grew up like just outside of DC, like about 15 minutes outside of DC yeah. and all that. And so, yeah, the, you know, it was super suburban and not like wildlife and stuff. And then New York was all, you know, sidewalks and stuff like that. So. Did it feel like the South? Um, not really where I was cause it's so, it's so, nor- but Virginia is such a weird dichotomy like that. Like, yeah. like you, if you drive, you know, 45 minutes outside of DC, like you're in the sticks, yeah, you know? yeah. it's all, uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, how, uh, we should date this sort of, but you know, like the, I think Virginia, the demographics are changing. So now it's becoming like a pretty blue state, which yeah, is cool. Yeah. But, 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 you know, to the chagrin of uh, so many country folk, I'm sure like out in the hills and stuff. Yeah. 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 But so you would, it was, but was we it were, like a thing when you would go outside the city, you would feel like, yeah, you, you could, know, like you, could you were get, in like racist kind of cracker um, country. It didn't occur to me. I mean, you know, it, I, I think it's just different being a white person and experiencing yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like my family, uh, my mom is from South Carolina and we moved uh, when I was, uh, when I went to college, my little brother, my mom moved to South Carolina. And so like, I, now I say I'm from South Carolina, but like, that's a fully racist area, mm-hmm. you know, but as you know, a white dude, like you don't yeah, fully yeah. see that or experience that. Although you know, there's still like, cause I grew up in Illinois and it was rural and you, but you could go to deeper rural places and you could even, even as like lily white as I am. You could go into a coffee shop, and just because it's such an insular little place, you call, you walk in, and you know, and open the door, and then the whole place just turns, and Who there's the just like fuck the slow you? turn yeah, of all yeah, these yeah. heads of like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember once in. I used to, we used to vacation in Pauly's Island, that's South Carolina. That's where we go. Yeah. Oh, that's, is that? That's yeah. where we go. Uh, dude, every year since I've been like three years old, that's where I go every year. Oh, wow. But please say something racist about it. No, there. well, no. We were there, we were there one year for the 4th of July week and we had gone down with friends of ours. We would rent it in one of those yeah. great little, ha- little beaches on the house yeah. or houses on the beach. Yeah. Day, day, day. And, um. In the 4th of July parade. Yeah, I've been in it every year since I was like- <laughs> Have you really? Yeah, since I was like five well, years then, old. fuck, you must have, you were probably in the parade that I'm we sure were in. I'm sure that I was in a parade that you have seen, or we've been in the same small town, yeah. South Carolina, wow. 4th of July parade. Because there was a parade, and the mayor was being investigated for graft. Of course. By, and it was the State Law Enforcement Division. Okay. S-L-E-D. Yeah, SLED. In the- Parade, he was dressed as Santa in a sleigh, and on the side it was written, going on a sled ride. Of course. Like the fact that he was being investigated for graft was made into a parade float. Yeah, South Carolina politics is... And the people along the line whose money is be are is being stolen from them are laughing. Laughing laughing at the wordplay. Yep. So that we saw the mayor. Like there's the mayor, we see him. Our last night in town, we leave like we left after dark to like drive up to New York City. Yeah. We got dinner before we hit the road. Yeah. And my friend Dino Stamatopoulos. Do you know Dino? Yeah. I know of him. Yeah, Yeah, Dino, he's Greek. He's just Stamat- a Greek are you guy. sure Stamatopoulos? Yeah, yeah. But huh. he had like he had sort of shoulder length hair. Yeah. Which is like, come on, it's the, the fucking Oak Ridge boys have longer hair than mm-hmm. that. We walk into this restaurant and there's the fucking mayor 
at a table. Still dressed as Santa? No. Dressed <laughs> dressed as, you know, as an old cracker. Yeah. Sitting at this table for, you know, old people. We walk in. He looks up and looks at Dino and goes, well, what the hell is that? Wow. About his hair. A Greek guy yeah. with shoulder length hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, and so I cannot even imagine oh, yeah. what it's if like to be yeah. black walking into a place like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I, well, I can imagine. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not, not pleasant. Yeah. I mean, because we actually did get to eat. Yeah. We just were made to feel slightly uncomfortable when we walked in. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's like, I mean, you know, obviously that's the understatement of the year. But uh, uh, yeah, it's weird that there are, and, and, and like, I think that places are changing and, and, and evolving and certainly not everybody, you know, I know I went to school in South Carolina. I know tons of people from South Carolina and they're, and they're a lot of smart, progressive people, but it's just, there are some fucking people that are living in the past. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. it's a, it's a crazy, but that's also, my wife is from Seattle and uh, I go up there. To super racist. Super she? racist. That's what she, I hear. Yeah, my yeah. wife is half Japanese and she is racist against herself. Whoa, wow. Yeah, it's really weird. That's got to be hot. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but I'll go up to Seattle with her and her family lives in Tacoma. And you get out there, you, you know, you, same thing. Like you get a little bit away from the city and you see like, oh, there's a, little, a lot of Trump people out here, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, are we not supposed to talk about Trump people on no, the show? No, that's all right. It's okay. like it's like here in Southern California when you see like a Confederate flag. Like, mm-hmm. What's this with Confederate? What? What's happening? Yeah, Jesus. That's just, you know. Yeah. It yes. doesn't mean like you really respect our nation's history. Right. Well, I mean, one aspect of it you do. Uh, and it's ongoing history. Save your Confederate money, boys. Yeah. <laughs> South's going to do it again. Yeah. So when did you move from Virginia to South Carolina? Um, when I I went to school down there. My brother had gone to college. I went to Clemson, which uh-huh. is a big football school. Yeah. Go Tigers. Thank what is you very it much. besides? Because that's all I know about. That's all they do. That's really? all they do. You go there and you watch football. And No. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean, what what is it known for? Yeah, it's scholastically. That's a great question. Um, I, you know, when I went there, I went there primarily because I didn't get into UVA. Like I, I applied oh, to UVA yeah, and I got yeah. like waitlisted at UVA. And my brother, my older brother had gone to Clemson and I'd gone in there to visit him a bunch. And I just love the campus and love the people and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, you make decisions when you're 18 on, right, based on right. dumb based shit. Based on, oh man, this is a good this place a, to party. Yeah, this looks yeah, like yeah. a fun place and yeah. everyone's really nice and the girls are cute, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, if I had it to do over again, I just had... Had I known that I wanted to do this and go into comedy and try to do all this stuff, I just would have moved to New York like yeah. when I was 18 and gone to NYU or something like that. But um, but yeah, I just went there because my brother had gone there really. And I was like – at that time, I was trying to figure out, well, how do I – this all seemed impossible. Like, you know, this was like a pipe dream. There's no way. I don't know any, I didn't know anyone that did this. It's a recurring theme in this particular podcast, talking to people. (laughs) Where do you come from? And a lot of it is like, what I do now seems fucking crazy. Impossible. Impossible. So, so my big dream was I wanted to, um, uh, be an advert. I wanted to work in advertising. I felt mm-hmm. like, oh, if I could write funny commercials, that would be great. You yep. know, and I had that same thought in Chicago. Yeah, because that seemed like, yeah, you got to come up with jokes for that. Yeah, and that seems sort of that's kind of businessy. Yeah, and, and, and I'm too shy and sort of scared to say yeah. to go full bore right. on wanting to write jokes. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 I bet I could. I and could also do that. in Chicago, there, you know, there's it's a, a big lot. advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Town. yeah. Not in Clemson, South Carolina, but I thought. Well, I'll study like marketing and then I'll, uh, uh, so, so that's what I did. I I studied marketing and then thought like I could go into advertising. So, um, so after college, um, I found my way up to New York 
And, uh, and that was what I wanted to do. I thought like, oh, I'll just go into advertising. And then I started, you know, I didn't have any connections in that world at all. So I was like temping, you yeah, know, yeah. when I first moved there. And then, um, I just kind of like stumbled through like, uh, kind of random jobs and like, but real like officey jobs, like, you know, um, just like uh, businessy jobs, you know, yeah. like temping and shit like that. Um, but nothing and, like that was in a creative, like just a, not, not a at real all estate firm or something yeah, like that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So when I, so like the first year I was in New York, I was just like temping, uh, my, my, I was living with these guys, uh, who were, uh, who a friend of mine from South Carolina had known they were like investment bankers and they had a big place on the Upper West Side mm -hmm. and they let me stay in their like empty room. So I had this like big room in like a brownstone in New York and I didn't know that that was rare. You know, like most people are in like, you know, a tiny little yeah, hole yeah. in the wall. And I was like in this big fancy brownstone, you know, but sleeping on like a futon. You right, know? right. And, uh, and but these, relatively cheap too. Super cheap. Yeah, these yeah. guys were, these guys were all like working on Wall Street and they're like, yeah, man, like you're a friend of Dave's, you know, you can pay us whenever you get some money or whatever. So I just had like this, oh, wow. it was like a great little setup for, for me. And um, so eventually I kind of bullshitted my way into working in production. Like, so I was working behind the scenes there was a cable channel that- What is that? And I, I'm interested about the, and just especially for people to know, what does that process mean, bullshitted your way specifically? I literally um, uh, lied my way into a job. So, yeah. there, so I read about, um, I was doing all these temp jobs and then I read in something like Variety that there was like a new cable channel coming together. And I was like, oh man, if I could get a job at this new channel. Yeah. And it was all outdoor stuff. It was called the Outdoor Life Network. Yeah. 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 And so it was going to be like, uh, the, in the first incarnation of it, it was going to be like, you know, camping and backpacking and mountain biking and kayaking. And I was like, oh, I like to do some of that stuff. Right. And so um, I found out who the head guy was. And um, I literally uh, took my resume to him, which was like, you know, I just kind of lied on my resume that I had been a PA at all these other jobs. And like, I hadn't really been a PA. Like, I think in one of my temp jobs, I had kind of been a PA on some yeah, bullshit yeah. thing. So I really like embellished that and, and had this kind of shitty resume. So here's what I did. I, I found out who the guy was and I delivered a pizza to the head of this company with my resume inside the pizza. Like so dumb. Yeah. And I wrote a cover letter like, you know. How did you keep the grease off the resume? I laminated it. No, did you I really? I did. Oh I really did. I laminated my resume oh, and a cover letter. You're and the I said, cutest thing So ever. dumb. And I was like, hey, I know this is cheesy, blah, blah, blah. But so literally I lied my way past the security guard right. and up to this guy. I mean, this is before 9-11, but like I could have assassinated Right, him. right. There could have been a gun instead yeah. of a resume. Yeah, yeah easily. In yeah. fact, now looking back. Maybe I should have, but could have gotten a better job. Could have gotten a yeah, great. Yeah. Could have had his job. Yep, yep. You get down I'm, on your knees. I'm you now, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> but so that's so. So basically, this guy was just like putting together a, a cable channel and was like, "This person seems uh, scrappy." Right. You know, so right. I got hired as a PA. Right. Um, and, Pretty and, thoughtful to laminate the resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, Otherwise, the grease would have made it illegible. I like the way this kid thinks. Hey, I'm choking on this laminate <laughs> in the pizza. Um, but, um, but yeah, I so could that's use this I, laminated resume to cut <laughs> cocaine. 
So that's how I got like my first PA job. Wow. And, uh, and it was, and it was like, but it was a brand new company and they didn't know what they were doing and they were putting together all these shows. So I got to do like a ton of different stuff. Like right. I got to like go in the edit room and work with an editor. And like pretty soon I was like an associate producer on yeah. different shows and like stringing to get making clip shows of like wildlife shows and, and, and doing, uh, getting like a sound effects library and sweetening shows with like better sounds of lions fucking and stuff like uh, just a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, also yeah. writing like a ton of writing, like writing stuff for the teleprompter for the hosts of this show about running shoes. You know, they had, they had shows about like gear and shit like that. Right. Right. So I would like write the script for that. So I literally just got to do like a ton of stuff. Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, that so I spent a few years doing that in New York uh, at the same time. And were you making a decent living at that? I mean, just, just like I was, enough. You I, know? Just enough. Just yeah. enough. Yeah. I like think, similar to what you were making temping or? Um, I think I was making, yeah, similar to like temp money. The only like racket I had was that uh, this company was so new, I would work a ton of overtime and then fill out my time card and charge them for that. And they were, it was a brand new company and they didn't know that they were that paying me all this that. overtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would get these checks for like, you know, I'd get my normal like $500 paycheck and then I'd get like a $700, you know, at the end of the month for overtime or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, so I did that for like a few months and I was like, this is a great scam. I'm ripping these people off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I got called into their office and they're like, um, Rob, uh, Betsy, who's brand new in accounting, uh, flagged the, are you, are you working a lot of overtime? And I was like, uh, Betsy said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so they kind of called yeah, me out uh, on that. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as, as overtime, overtime at yeah. Outdoor Life Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, is there overtime in the outdoors? No. No. <laughs> It's the outdoors. Is that bear working overtime? <laughs> no. Well, uh-uh. he is. He's working on his special skills. Right, right, so. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Tr- he's and by tr- the way, he's tra- he's trying these new running shoes. <laughs> thanks for that copy, by the way. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for letting me try on the shoes. <laughs> that was my There are voice. so many trail shoes out there. <laughs> it's hard to know what you're going to keep your claws clean. By the way, we're both looking for voiceover work for bear shows. Oh, yeah, if, absolutely. Uh, if there are any yeah, cartoons yeah. out there about right. bears. About uh, ba- and it could either be the animal. Animals or the burly gay men. I'll go either, either way. way. I would prefer to do burly gay guys. Combine them. That would be great. Why not? Burly gay bears. Yes. Yeah. Why isn't that a show? Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah. So, I did that for a while. And then in the middle of doing that, like, uh, uh, I, I randomly, uh, my roommate at the time was this guy, uh, Mike Henry, who uh, created uh, the Cleveland show. He uh-huh. was Cleveland and uh, and did the family, you know, was on the family guy and did all yeah. these voices. So prior to all that. He was a writer too, yeah, wasn't he yeah. primarily a writer yeah, on yeah. it? And then just, yeah. 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 So Mike uh, was just a friend of a friend in New York. And I eventually, uh, someone put us together and we were roommates in New York. And one night uh, Mike said, uh, hey, I'm going to go see this improv show. And I didn't even know what improv was. Like, yeah. like they didn't have that at Clemson or I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. And um, Now, were you still thinking about being a performer? Are you yeah, working yeah, yeah. at Outdoor Life and thinking yeah, like – Yeah, just trying to figure it out. Every Monday night I was going to uh, to, to Luna Lounge to watch – there was a show at Luna Lounge, a big con- – like a stand-up show called yeah. Eating It. Yeah. And it was all like, you know, Mark Marin and Louis C.K. and Jeff Ross yeah, and like Janine Garofalo. Garofalo. Yeah, yeah. And like it was, and I would go 
there every fucking whatever it was like Monday night by myself and sit there and like drink a beer and like dream about how I could do this. I was trying to figure it out. And like, cause in my mind, the only way to do comedy was like stand up. That's all I knew. And so I was going there and watching and just literally like making mental notes. Like this is so cool. And it was also like downtown, like, like lower East side LA was so fucking cool. I always, even when I was, when I got to New York to do the Conan show, I had been to New York to do a live show called the real Eye Brady bunch, but it was, yeah. but it was sort of off on its own little world. And I, it wasn't like, you know, we did that show and then I went, I left and I came back to do the Conan show, but even within doing the Conan show and being on television, uh, my, my, you know, soon to be ex-wife was kind of getting into this lower East side kind of, you know, performing alternative literary, literary yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like John Hodgman, she'd do these yeah, kind the of moth. Yeah. Or, these reading shows, yeah. you know, these with, with Hodgman and these different people. And I was, and I was incredibly intimidated. Like, Oh, these are like cool artsy oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm on TV. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm like from Chicago. Where we're doing, yeah. No, not that I sold out. No, but I'm just telling like, you, I'm telling you that you sold out. <laughs> Is that what you came today? <laughs> yes. Oh, I wish you'd let me know earlier because <laughs> I'm really leveraged now. Um, but I, you know, I was very intimidated because I yeah. thought, oh, these are literary people. These right. aren't like dumb, dumb sketch yeah. comedy looking for the laugh kind of people. Yeah. And I, the, I would go down. I went down there a couple times, and I'd watch these shows. And I, and I, it was like this epiphany. I'm like, oh my god, they're just trying to be funny, right? Oh my god, this is. Don't know they're going for laughs. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! I thought there was like, I thought they were trying to be smart. Outsmart no, they're just other trying people. to be yeah. funny. Oh right. Jesus Christ! Yeah, okay, I could do this. I could, yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah. This is no, and I was already on TV and feeling intimidated by right. this. You know? Yeah. Well, it is scary. It's like uh, you know, all of that is. Um, is just, it's intimidating, you know? And when you are, when you're, when you're just starting out, it's just like, it feels like this whole thing that there's no way you could ever be a part of that. Like, I'm not, I'm not funny enough. Not smart enough. Not not smart enough. enough. I'm not cool enough. Don't have enough tattoos. There's no way I have enough tattoos. Yeah. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so, so, I was going to these comedy shows. But were you drawn to stand-up just because it was the only thing you just knew? Just because it was all I knew. Yeah, yeah. It was all I knew. And I and I hadn't done stand-up at yeah. all. I was just like trying to get my courage up. And when my roommate said, hey, come see this improv show with me and, um, and took me to go see what would become or what was the early uh, uh, genesis of, of, of UCB. Mm-hmm. In fact, you may have even been in some of these shows. Because, Probably, yeah. Because it was at, it was at um, that walk-up theater yep. up on the fifth floor. I like, can't remember like the solo name arts. Solo uh, arts. Yep. yep. I know it was something. It's like 17th yeah. Street, and uh, and so so yeah, and you did have to walk up. You had a to lot walk up stairs. like six, five or six flights oh, of stairs. Yeah, yeah. And um, so so my roommate took me to the show, and I sat there, and it was like people like I can't remember if you were in the show, but I remember like the first show it was like Amy. Tina Fey, like John Glazer, like Stephen Colbert, yeah. you know, Rachel Dratch, Adam McKay, all doing a fucking magic show. Yeah. Like I had not seen that before. Yeah. You know, you probably grew up around that. But I was like, whoa, this is not stand-up. This is people all but also, somehow making something funny together. You weren't like you weren't like watching 
tennis. You right. were watching U.S. Open caliber For sure. people playing yeah, tennis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even more so, it's got to be a oh, magic show. It blew my mind. My, you know, my early experiences with improv were people that were just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not terrible, but just starting out in improv and kind of all thrown in together as a mixed bag. And there'd be like two good people and four people that were okay and one person that just should never have even come in the door. Oh, yeah. You no, know, so I was, was watching weird, like the bag. Harlem Globetrotters. Yes, like yes. it was like, it literally was... No, because all those people are geniuses. Yeah. And, and it, it, I, it, I mean, without equivocation, they're all geniuses. Yeah. And, and I remember like having, and I've told this story before, but like, I remember sitting there being like, well, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like, this is what I want to do. I don't even yeah, yeah. know what this is, but like, how do I do this? Where do I yeah. sign up? What, who do I, who do I get in touch with? You know, was your friend like, sit down, you can't join and don't you go now. No, don't, don't go up there. Don't how go up do there. I? Hey, I, I have, have a pen. Idea. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I started like, they, they started their school and I was like one of the first people, you know, and yeah. I'm sure you've had other people on the show, uh, who've told a similar story, you know, but it was like me and, uh, y- you know, like Cordry and yeah. Riggle and Shear and, uh, Andy Daly yeah. and Secunda and, you know, all those guys. And, and I'm not naming any women. And there's a ton of women too. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just naming it. It's so terrible. You forget. I just women. named a bunch of white guys. I know. I know. But, um, but, um, so that, yeah, so that moment like changed my life, you know, yeah. I was literally like, oh, this is what I want to do. How do I do this? Yeah. So, um, and then we built that tunnel up to Rockefeller center so that you could all be on the Conan show. Yeah, well, listen, that, that was the other thing that literally changed my life is yeah. that, uh, eventually the UCB started, uh, doing, they, they got a show on comedy central and their casting director, Cecilia, yeah. uh, uh, Pleva, Pleva, Plevia, Plevia left and went to Conan. Yeah. And she knew all of us because we had done like little, like deep background stuff on mm-hmm. UCB show. And all of a sudden we had this connection at the fucking Conan show. Yeah. And so that's when, like, those were my first paychecks. Yeah. Like, I, like I would come on Conan and do weirdo bits, you know, from like a new, you know, there'd be like different weird channels and he would flip around the dials and yeah. I would get to do a bit with like, you know, Glazer or, or like Andy Blitz or something, you yeah. know, and, and, the, and that like changed my life. Cause I was suddenly like, Oh wait, I could make money. There's a way to, where I could make money yep. getting laughs, yep. you know? So, yeah. So, and now here I am. So, thank you so much, Andy. All right. Well, it's Thanks. been nice talking yeah, to you, Good to see you. Okay. Uh, is this no, water free? This is, is free, right? Well, I mean, it's not water. Mm. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's not all water. Uh, yeah, no, that was, I mean, I, and I've told this to, to different people who have been on this show who were, who were among that group is that, yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic for us too. Yeah. Because it was, we'd, you know, we'd write bits and we would sort of cast among the writers and, you know, or like, I mean, cause we would have like our cat, our casting people always had to have like a large pool of very elderly people. Like yeah, we yeah, just, yeah. for some reason, we just loved putting like really, Weird, really old, old New Yorkers in a bathing yeah. suit. Yes. Or, yeah. I remember one, there was an, a woman, she was a very elderly woman that was on the show and they... <laughs> they cut me into – she uh, Barbara Walters did a, uh interview with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. That was a big deal. And we did this a couple times where we would just – you know, because it's a two-person interview and we would just replace me <laughs> on the Monica Lewinsky side. Mm-hmm. And at one point – and it's, you know, like her saying, so was, he, was there sex involved? And then I'd be like, yeah, we did it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was a point in which I was supposed to offer to suck her toe. Yeah. And we had this old lady that 
that was that was you know on a bunch of stuff as yeah. an old lady on the yeah. show, and we had her be Barbara Walters' foot uh, off camera, and I was like, and I was like, hey, I can suck your toe, and and before we do it, she goes like, be careful because. I have a wound on my heel that won't heal, that just will not heal. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a wound there, so don't grab behind there because there's a wound. There. Don't lick like, my foot oh, wound. And it's like, oh. and I have to get my mouth almost onto her toe. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that's different from my experience. I, I had a- uh, I had Age a, is cruel. I had an old lady makeout uh, thing that I shot. Did you really? Yeah. On well, Conan? No, no, no. This was on Children's Hospital. Oh. Y- years later, um, uh, on Children's Hospital, I wrote this bit. I wrote one episode of Children's Hospital um, and kind of got to- and I didn't think about it. I, I wrote this thing. It was a time travel thing. And a lifelong dream come true of well, I wrote making this, out with I wrote an old this lady. Bit, yeah, where, where like I make out with a very old lady. And uh, somehow, I guess through Henry Winkler, they cast um, the mom from Happy Days, Marion oh. Ross. Wow. Who was not that old. No, but, she's not. Yeah, but she was like maybe – and she was delightful. She was like in her – you know, she might have been like late 70s yeah. or something like that at the time. And um, so we had to like make out. And I remember, like, you know, you get to that moment where I'm sure you were going to put your mouth in that lady's foot wound. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is real. Like, this is a real thing that I'm doing. It was funny before when we were talking about it. Yeah. But now I got to put my mouth on this, you know. And I'm I'm not, I don't mean to say that Marion, I had to think like, oh, I'm putting my mouth on this. I'm not referring to her as this. I understand. She's a person. She's a person. Right, right. But no, well, it's, I honestly have always... Because I never thought that that was something that I would have to do. And then I got, and then. Well, you got to do it. You didn't have to. You no, got no. To do I it. honestly, I, I'm not the kind of, like, I don't, I do not, I'm not in possession of enough, uh, w- like, compartmentalization. Yeah. I'm a good compartmentalizer, but not to do, like, where I'm on a production, I'm on a show, and I, and I, like, I get to make out with somebody, and I'm just going to, like, build a little wall around this and get the just straight-up thrill of making out with someone because there's just all so much other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm feeling like that person's not here to make out with me. They're here no, no, no. to make a, a paycheck. And, like, I do enjoy the fact that when I make out with someone that they want to make out with me. In real they, life. Yeah. If they yeah, don't want to make out with me, it's not nearly as much no. fun. And nor should it be. Yeah. To anyone I listening to this. In fact, yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah. No if actor someone doesn't want to make out with me, yeah. I'd rather not. I would assume that most actors feel this way, too. That, like, oh, that's a. But there are some people that are like, yeah, man, how oh. about it? And it's like, no, it's Ooh. always. Ooh. When I, on Andy Richter Controls the Universe. I would have been fine having this guy be sort of neuter. Yeah. But no, it was like, oh, we got to have him dating and making out with people. And I was yeah, always you just, just like, feel bad. Yeah. I just feel weird and gross. And there's a whole sort of wide array of reactions of co-stars to making out with you, which is like from, hey, come on, it's going to be fun. And I like him. Who cares? And it's yeah, what we got to yeah. do. To like, all right. Oh, boy. <sighs> you know, like, which really uh, makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. You know? I have a little trick that I do. I eat a whole bag of Oreos <laughs> right before a kissing scene. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel it. Because generally, I, people love Oreos. Yes, yes. And so the more you smell and taste like Oreos, yes. yeah, it's, people like it. 
When I and when I was in Talladega, I had a. a have you ever had to kiss a man on camera? Like uh, really yeah, kiss yeah. a man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Marino, I've kissed him a few times well, at Children's I mean, Hospital, which was delightful. Ooh, boy. Uh, but I uh, he slipped me the tongue, and I was like, "Wait a second! <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Wow, wow, wow! This changes everything. Oh, that's the kind of Italian spice this I was is looking <laughs> for. <laughs> uh, no, I had to in Talladega Nights. I'm playing Sasha Baron Cohen's husband. Yeah, and I know in the script and. They ended the the movie. They at at some point halfway through they they decided to end the movie with a big kiss by them. Yeah. On the on the on the racetrack at Talladega. Right. Which was, I think, just their way of saying, Good "Fuck luck. you, NASCAR!" Yeah, 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 like yeah. here's here's your, right. you know, your, you know, you're, if you're gonna let us make the NASCAR movie, which yeah. is what it was, we're gonna like, fuck with you. We're going to have it. We're gonna give you a gay panic yeah. right at the yeah. end. So, but in the movie, there, like, there was this buildup to this montage. Because the whole fact, like, it was a big deal that Ricky Bobby finds out that his French nemesis is gay. Mm-hmm. And there's this montage of, like, him winning and, and us together, like, with our trained dogs and stuff. And it culminated with a big kiss, like, after he wins. Like, a big, deep kiss after yeah. he wins you and Le Mans or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Ricky Bobby is watching this man- montage and gets freaked out by these two men kissing. Yeah. And I knew it was coming. And I'm like, you know. Like, okay, yeah, it's no, you know, kiss yeah. a dude, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then I, so I was like kind of fine with it. And then with the day that we were going to do it, I was kind of like, oh, it is going to be weird to like really like make out with Sasha. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really strange. And then they tag it on at the end of a day that we had been shooting the entire day at this NASCAR themed sports bar, which we shot a lot of the inside interior scenes of like at the, at the, well, you were there, weren't you? Uh, uh, oh, I thought you were, I thought you had a part in that. Uh, it's I, hard to I remember. I feel yeah. like I should I know have, you I should, should have, have you certainly should have. Yeah. At least in the pit crew. Yeah. You, you should get in a time machine and that's a good idea. Yell at Where is that time machine? Um, I mean, we'll get it later, but, um, it was at the end of the day, losing light. We're done there. They put up a flat. Yeah. In the parking lot of the mall in in Charlotte, North Carolina, right. where we're shooting this sports bar, it's got some logo on it. There's a women in bathing suits squirting champagne, a big flower thing, and they're shooting it. But it's in the parking lot mm-hmm. of a mall at like five o'clock, six o'clock in the evening. People are driving out of the mall, and that's where we're shooting. Yeah. Multiple takes of him and me making Just out. Going for it, yeah. Yeah, like basically, like a, yeah. right by the drive-through. And how did that go over in Charlotte, North Carolina? I people a lot of like, what? Well, hey, yeah. well, hey, wait a what second. Those fellas is making. Hey, I mean, man. it's Charlotte's a fairly cosmopolitan place. Yeah, but Charlotte's not. There. I don't think that you normally see you know men making out in front of a flat on a yeah in the driveway of a strip mall. Right. You know? Did you and Sasha keep in touch? Oh, for a while. Did it blossom for a while. into anything? No. 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 I, that's funny. I just rewatched uh, uh, Bruno, or that was on HBO or something the other night. No big deal. I can afford HBO. Wow. And, um, and, uh, but that also culminates in a, in a similar thing where they go to like an ultimate fighting thing, or it's like a low rent. It's somewhere in like Arkansas or Alabama. Oh, yes, yes. And it's in a cage. Yes. And it's him and his like, uh, his German like assistant slash lover. Yes. And uh, so he goes in there and, you know, you can tell all the real people are there to see like an ultimate fighting thing. Yeah. And then they like strip down and start like 
going for it. You yes. Know? And you see the crowd get bananas. So insane. Like they yeah. are so upset. Yeah. Like they're throwing shit and going crazy. The one guy, like they cut him and he's like almost crying. He's yeah. like, his mind is exploding. Yes. But Sasha um, said that that's like the scariest thing he's I bet done. That is so scary. He said that was really scary. He said when he was like, by the wailing wall in like his you oh, know yeah, rabbi yeah, shorts yeah. With and people outfit. were chasing him. Yeah, he said that, that was scary. Really scary. And there's one we, where he goes to like a terrorist guy in the movie too, yes. and he's like saying, uh, and the terrorist guy is not laughing at all. But I think, but that was like less frightening than the really? mad group of drunken oh, yeah, MMA yeah. fans in know? Arkansas. Yeah, he t- when we in shooting Talladega Nights, we did a scene with him and me, and I think Leslie Bibb was with us, and we we're up against uh, extras in in the stands for something like why and and there was this kid behind us who and Sasha was talking about when we were asking like when were you the most scared and I think it was for a Bruno segment he did a cheerleader at a University of Alabama game at a Crimson Tide game yeah and yeah, came yeah. down and yeah, was like in yeah, drag doing yeah, yeah. and he said and that there were, were he said crazy. there were yeah. people he said that they had to. One of the state troopers gave him his jacket and had him, like, borrow someone else's pants to, like, secret him out of the stadium because there were people that were going to kill that him. were coming down wanting yeah. to kill him. And this kid that had been standing behind us all day, he, sa- he said, yeah, they were screaming, like, we want to kill you and fuck you and all this stuff. And this kid went like, oh, yeah, I was one of them people. I remember that. Oh, my God. It's like, and there he is right there. Yeah, there like, he been is. been standing there all day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff is so um, – I, I had a job in, in New York. Uh, so so eventually um, – um, when I'm, should I not go back to the New York thing? I don't know where to go. I don't know. You want to, you, is there well, something you feel like you, I mean, well, I was just going to say that, that, uh, another job I had, um, kind of before I got, um, full on into like being able to make a living acting and like performing, I worked, um, as a producer for Michael Moore and, um, worked, oh, for, wow. worked for him for a year. And uh, it was sort of like one of my last um, TV for the TV show. Yeah, he yeah, did a yeah. show called The Awful Truth, and McKay actually worked on that too. And Eric Eric Zicklin, yeah, 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 who's a friend of mine. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I worked for Michael for about a year, and that was like. Um, Kind of like one of my first um, comedy, like write comedy writing jobs, where yeah. like I would write stuff that was funny, you know. And uh, but that was sort of um, not l- on the level of Sasha, where people, where I was, where I thought I was going to get killed. But it was a sort of thing where I had constant stress diarrhea because, yes. like, we would go into congressmen's offices, like, like in the Capitol building, like it, into a congressman's office. And I would go, you know, Michael would be like in the hallway and, uh, and I was like his producer and I would go in and mic up the congressman and, you know, the, he, we would kind of do this thing where, um, you know, we would set up an interview and we would tell them it was a documentary show. And we were going to be talking about this, but like, I didn't mention Michael's name. You yeah. know, they didn't, if they asked, I would have to tell them, but like, um, I just kind of, you know, didn't mention that or whatever. Right. So I would show up and they kind of thought like, oh, okay, this guy's going to be doing the interview with me. And then at the last minute I would bring in Michael. And so very quickly, 
you know, you could see people would start to panic and, and you know, assistants and, and press handlers and stuff would be like, what the fuck is going on? Whoa. No, and they'd come like, to you to do it. And they would it. come yeah, yeah. to me, you know. So so every day we were shooting, like I, I knew like the cops were going to get called. We were going to get shut down. I yeah. was going to get escorted out of the building. And, you know, it does like stress you out. Like you yeah. start to, you know, so I don't know how Sasha even, fun- and, uh, there are some people that love that. They love that confrontation. He has like, a weird, love- a weird ability to disconnect. And I think he kind of gets off on it. There was a morning after we shot in, after we were shooting in, I guess it was Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. And uh, we had a weekend off or something, and a bunch of us were leaving. And it was like me, Adam McKay, Farrell, Will Farrell might have even been with us, but uh, definitely those two, um, Sasha, David Keckner, Dave Keckner was yeah. with us, maybe Jack McBrayer. And we uh-huh. were all on a super <laughs> early flight out of Birmingham to LA, yeah. like 6 30 a.m. And um, well, the first thing is, I went into the bathroom. To take a dump at in Birmingham. Oh, no, it was we connected in Dallas. This was later in Dallas. I'll forget. I'll, I'll save the dump story. In line in Birmingham. Thank you for saving the dump Sasha, story. We'll, Sasha, we'll all look forward to that. Sasha Cohen starts making like bomb jokes. Oh boy! In the fucking you know like yeah. the, in the in the airport. The, yeah, like in the line in the security line. Yeah, and we're all like. Hey, look, we get it. You're Ali G, hardy fucking hard, dude. But yeah. you're making bomb jokes. Yeah. Like, shut up. Let's get on the plane. Shut up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we we hold over in Dallas, and I go in, and you know, the men's room. And, you know, and it's in Dallas. It's maybe 730. Is this the dump story? This is the dump story. Okay, great. I just got to get on. ready. I yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Why, why are you taking your shirt off? It's just hot. It's um, so hot. Am I the only one that's hot? <laughs> um, but I, I go in, and, you know, men's rooms in the morning and in, in Airports. That's the place to be. It's the place to be. Oh, they're just horrible. I'm in there, and so many old guys. Oh, I know. I know. I'm in the stall. Sasha comes in and goes, Andy, Andy Richter, Andy Richter from TV's Conan O'Brien show. Is that you going from stall to stall saying my full name? Yeah. From the TV's Conan O'Brien show. Wow. Is that you? And it's like, fella, come, come on. on. Let me do We're my thing. We're off the clock. Let me do my thing. Yeah, Stop I think he might be one of those pranking. people that just yes. likes that sort endless, of thing. Endless, 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 you yeah. know. Um, but yeah. we had, I mean, I had a lot of fun. I, I you know, I love working with him. Yeah. He won't re- return my calls. Uh, but then um, the phone that he gave me just to call him directly was, I found it was a banana. Oh, okay. well, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. He's like, this is the only phone that will reach me. Here yeah. it is. It's don't lose it. And it, I, like it got rotten. Yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. If it's a banana, it's not going to make a real it's not phone gonna, call. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a grow? Have you ever done like um, prank any sort of like prank show I cannot stuff. handle them. I've done, I, that was like, I, I did a fair did, amount of that when I first started out in New York. And uh, like I did a, a really shitty VH1 like prank show. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, like you're Besser just Besser loved out. doing that. Matt yeah, Besser used loves, to be, loves doing loves pranks. Loves that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and um, yeah, so I did a fair amount of that when I first started out. And uh, I got arrested on, on one of them. <sighs> I got arrested uh, at Yankee Stadium. Um, I think I've, I've told this on before, but, but I'll, I'll, the long story short is it was right after September 11th. Oh, funny. Yeah. Hilarious time to do a oh, prank good, show. Good, good, good. Yeah. 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 Especially for VH1, like a great, you know, quality program. Right, right. <laughs> Probably less money than what you tempt for, yeah, too. For sure. Yes, those for motherfuckers. Sure. MTV. Yeah. All those MTV shows. I've done Any way they could Oh, working for those you. fuckers. Yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Viacom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so this prank show was like music-themed pranks, you know, for yeah. VH1. And um, so they sent me to Yankee Stadium with a Michael Jackson impersonator. And um, it was like two weeks after September 11th. And um, and this is also before we knew what we now know about Michael Jackson. So take yes. that out of it. You right, know? right, right, right. Uh, this is back when everyone was like, yeah, Michael Jackson is cool. Right. You know? So, uh, but eccentric. You yes. Know? So anyway, so uh, I go to uh, Yankee Stadium with a Michael Jackson impersonator who was just wearing the um, surgical mask, you know, and looks mm-hmm. vaguely like Michael Jackson, but not, he was like German. He didn't really speak English. He was like kind of, he, I don't think he was black. I think he was yeah, like, yeah, sort of, yeah. you know, uh, but anyway. But I mean, I mean, enough do you think people would look at him and think that yeah. guy looks a lot like Michael Jackson yes. or that's Michael Jackson? Um, I think people would say, I think he- That's an impersonator. I think people, yeah, I think if you saw him without the surgical mask, you'd say that's an impersonator. Yeah, but with yeah. the surgical mask and with a glitter glove, the glitter glove is what sells it. You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, because, you know, if Michael Jackson went to Yankee Stadium, he'd just go with you. Yeah, he'd just show up with yeah, me. Yeah. I'm his – I was his, like his publicist or something like that. So so the producers of this show thought like, oh, it'll be really funny. You'll never even get into the stadium. You know, you'll just like get into an argument with them and, and you can say that, you know, you're with the king of pop and then you'll bring him out and then they'll – you know, it'll be hilarious. So – um, they didn't realize like, you know, at that time in New York, there was a real like openness to everyone and like a very like, you know, after September 11th, like everyone was just laid bare. Yeah. yeah. Know? Like I remember like riding the subway and just making like solid eye contact with strangers and just being like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I love you, brother. Yeah, you know, just yeah, like, yeah. You know. But um, so in that spirit, <laughs> we go to Yankee Stadium to fuck with people. Yeah, shit all yeah, over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goodwill. And it was the first game back after 9-11. And so, so so, yeah. So it was just the worst, worst timing ever. And so we roll in there with this Michael Jackson impersonator, me as his publicist. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I'm here with the king of pop. And I wasn't, I wasn't allowed legally to say Michael Jackson. I was like, I'm here with um, uh, an artist that you may 
may know as um, the king of pop. And he would very much like to throw out the first pitch for the game tonight. And, and you're just talking to security guards in front of the stadium. Talking to security guard. And they're like, well, let's take you to the press office and you can talk to the press office. And I'm wearing those dumb hidden camera glasses that are like, you know, yeah, filming yeah. and everything. Yeah. And I've got like a fanny pack that it's recording into, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, they take me up to the press office and they, you know, introduce me to the lady. And I tell the lady, you know, who runs Yankee Stadium, like, uh, you know, what the deal is. And she's like, oh, well, let's this sounds amazing. You know, we would love to have Michael Jackson throughout, you know, I'm like, did I say Michael? Jackson? I said the King of pop, you know, you, you know. but so they, so they <laughs> called, they called George Steinbrenner oh. and got like the go ahead. Oh. And so they're like, yeah. So all of a sudden this thing oh, has this gotten me want to faint. Yeah. It got, so, you know, when you tell so a lie bad. and yeah. you think like, Oh, well nothing will come of this. And then la- that lie gets bigger and bigger. Oh. It was happening so fast. We could get out of it and I just thought like well we now we gotta just go through with it so so I went so they were like great we're on board go get Michael bring him around to this secret gate and we'll get some security guards we'll bring him in we'll take you guys down to the dugout we can go out and we'll throw out the first pitch in front of everybody the crowd will go nuts blah 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 so I go to the limo where we have them and uh it's like me um you know another camera guy um, a, the producer of the piece, like Michael, and then like a bodyguard or whatever. They call it, we would later be called the Jackson Five. There were, it's important to know that there were five of us. Okay. So we go into Yankee Stadium and uh, they, they start taking us through the secret entrance and they take us down through these tunnels and they take us uh, to the dugout. And all along the way, we're passing different security guards. And I can hear people say as we're walking past them, like, that looks kind of like Michael, but that ain't Michael Jackson. That ain't Michael that Jackson. That ain't Michael Jackson. So yeah, you yeah. could hear like, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh no, this is a bad sign. This is a bad sign. And so people are starting, no one had seen him yet, you know, because he's kind of covered up and he's wearing the outfit and he's wearing right. this surgical mask. So we get into the dugout, right? And we're sitting there and everyone's like, what, what are we going to do? And I'm like, we're going to fucking throw at the fucking baseball and then we're going to fucking walk away. We're doing this, you know, like we have to get out of this now. So all of a sudden the Yankees come in and they sit down, Joe Torre, Derek Jeter, like all these guys are looking down oh. and they're kind of like looking at the Michael Jackson guy. Like that, oh. that looks sort of like Michael Jackson, but what's going on? Oh. And then um, the, the, I would have just climbed up the fence and got into the stands and run away. It was so terrible. Like I literally was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Uh, so then right uh, before we go out there, they there's a camera guy on the field that comes over with like the stadium camera and like sure. films us. So now Michael's face is up on the jumbotron, and you can hear the crowd kind of be like, "Oh, oh well, that's Michael Jackson. That's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Looks mm, German. So kind of German." And um, so, um, so we're just about to go out there, and then these big um, plain clothes security guards come down, and they they go, "Hey guys, we just want to go over some last minute uh, things here. Just a couple little uh, talking, you know, checkpoints here. Here's what we're gonna do. Everybody, come on out of the dugout real quick." And so they take us out of the dugout, and then they separate us. And right when they separated us, I was like, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. we we didn't get to we didn't get our story straight. Like, you know, what are we gonna say?" And they started grilling us, like, who are you? What's going on? This this guy isn't Michael Jackson, is he? You told us that this was Michael Jackson. And I'm just, like, sticking to my story, like, this is the king of pop. What are you talking about? This is insulting to me. You know, he's here to do you a favor, blah, blah, blah. And so, the, but 
uh, what I didn't know is that the producer uh, who was over here, you know, far away from me getting yelled at, she started crying and just gave it all up and yeah. said, you know, oh, well, this is a prank show for VH1, blah, blah, blah. So I said, long story short, I'm sorry I made this. That's okay. Story. So we got. It's all good. Quickly tackled, cuffed. Tackled, really tackled. tackled, but certainly manhandled. Wow. Uh, and thrown into uh, Yankee jail, which is like, you know, for, it's like a little dog cage, you know, for like streakers <laughs> and like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. under the stadium. And, um, and, you know, yelled at and like scream, you know, I was like, okay, th this will be fine. You know, we'll just wait here and VH1 will come bail us out. You know, so we were there for like a couple hours and it was like a Friday night. And then the next thing I hear is that we're being transferred to the Bronx County Jail. Oh. So now us is is all the of the Jackson you? Five, yeah, all five, all, all of even us, the woman even that the cried, woman. Yep. yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. So we all go to jail in the Bronx on a Friday night, and so that means you don't get out until like Monday morning. So we spent the weekend in jail for uh, this hilarious Michael Jackson prank. Oh my God. Uh, like, like just after September what did, 11th. What did the King of Pop, what was the King of Pop like behind bars? The King of Pop, he- Did he, he drop the Michael act very quickly uh, or? He was a real hit in, in inside in the Bronx. <laughs> well, at first people thought it was the real Michael. So people were like, the word spread like, oh my God, Michael Jackson. And then they found out it was a fake Michael Jackson. So it backfired and he was quickly pummeled to death. No, he, no, no, <laughs> no. But, but the jail in the Bronx, like we were in like the tank. So it was like yeah. a bunch of, right. you know, on a Friday night in the Bronx, like, uh, it, you know, it was kind of a rough crowd. Yeah. And, uh, and they were like, you know, who, who why is this, who's this guy? Why is Michael Jackson here? You know, uh, what is, and we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, this is a, it's not Michael Jackson, it's the king of pop. Put his pants Please. back on, put his pants back on him. <laughs> Michael, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> trying to revive Michael. But um, yeah, so we spent the weekend in jail and uh, and I was permanently banned from Yankee Stadium. I can never go back. You can never go back I can to never Yankee go Stadium. back. Yeah. But I've been back. Uh-oh. Don't tell them. I won't, been, I won't. I won't. They don't listen. They don't listen to this. They don't do listen they? to this. Yeah. I but mean, so, so that was my prank show experience. Oh, my God. Sorry I made that so long. That's all right. No, it, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an awful story. We'll cut that down. You'll edit it away. It's an awful, awful story. Yeah. Um, well, now, when does Human Giant start? Mm. That is a very, very funny uh, threesome. Yeah, thanks. You started as a stage group, right? Um, yeah, we were doing, uh, that was like in the middle of all that UCB stuff. That was like 2006 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it was kind of after I'd been doing all the Conan stuff for a while yeah. and um, had been doing, you know, these VH1 and MTV, you know, other, other sort of shitty cable, uh, a lot of like, I love the 80s. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, what was the thing? Oh, oh, Best Week Ever. Uh -huh. I did that, yeah. Like talking head kind a of thing. A lot of talking yeah, head yeah, yeah. stuff, you know, again, yeah. uh, you know, just trying to get my face out there and and, yep. and get paid to be funny. And uh, so somewhere in there we were doing, um, you know, we uh, we were all doing a ton of UCB shows. Like at that point I'd taken like a lot of classes and yeah. it was like, um, you know, the stage uh, time at that point was a totally different thing where you could, you know, they were, they wanted you to put up shows. Yeah. You know? So we were performing a lot. Right. And, um, so got to do that for for a number of years, and then uh, eventually me and Sheer and Aziz were doing a show. This is and for the people who don't know, it's you, Paul Sheer, Aziz yeah, sorry. Ansari. Yeah, me, Paul Sheer, and Aziz Ansari. Uh, we're we're doing uh, like 
hosting like a, a stand-up show at UCB. And part of that was we would go out with our friend Jason Wallner and shoot like funny videos and sketches and show them in front of an audience, you know, like, yeah, but it was just part of your hosting. Yeah. yeah. It's just part of our hosting stuff. And so, um, and that was kind of like right around the time when I think like YouTube was coming around and like, I, th- I feel like Dick in a Dick in a box came like, there was a lot of like videos that became like the first sort of viral videos yeah. were starting to happen. Yeah, and so yeah. MTV was sniffing around UCB and they were like, Hey, these guys are making really funny videos. Maybe they would want to do a pilot. Well, at that time I was like fucking 30, like, like 35 or something. Like I was like, I'm not going to be on MTV. You know, yeah. Aziz was like, 25 or something, you know, and Shears timeless. Um, <laughs> but, um, but so, yeah, so we got to do this pilot with our friend, um, Jason Wallner. And basically the guy that ran MTV at the time was this super awesome, nice guy who had all these reality shows like the Hills and all that stuff. Oh yeah. But he really like was a comedy fan and was like, Oh, can you guys please just like come in and do something funny just for me, just yeah, for me, yeah. you know? So he, we, we got to do whatever we wanted basically. Yeah. It was just like a dream situation where he was, he loved all of our shit and we could literally, we, all we had to do was go in every week and pitch him sketches and make him laugh. And he'd be like, yes, go shoot that. Yeah. Oh, that, I don't even get that one, but go shoot that one. That sounds great. You know, he would just say yes to all of it. And yeah. so we got to just run around, um, for not a lot of money, you yeah. know, but we had, uh, our director, Jason, was one of those guys that could write, shoot, edit, and, you know, just a, a super smart, funny guy. And so, um, yeah, so we would just all and – we, and we would get, like, um, people to come in and pitch us sketches and stuff like – so we would get our friends to come in, like – uh, Glazer and, mm-hmm. and, you know, we stole like friends of yours, you know, uh, Andy Blitz and uh, like Brian Posehn and Patton. Yeah. And guys like that would come in for like a couple of days and be like, these are just some ideas I had. If you guys feel, you know, so people would pitch us sketches and we would flesh those out and go shoot them. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how we got to do that. And, and, and that, that one season, two, we seasons? did two seasons. Yeah. 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 And that really kind of, for me and for, I would say for all of us, I mean, Aziz was starting to, to, uh, get a lot of attention, I think doing stand up and stuff. And, um, but for me and for Sheer, I think too, it really opened a lot of doors for all of us, you know, and that kind of brought me out to LA. And you guys did live gigs from that too, right? We did. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Did, yeah, we did some touring stuff. Cause that's almost do, more lucrative probably than the show. The touring stuff. Yeah. We never really did a lot of that. Um, uh, cause I think, um, it's hard to do like a, a full on sketch show when you're touring. Cause there's like a ton of shit that you, you know, there's like, yeah, pro- right. the best way to do that is like, a you know, like a podcast, Andy, you yes, tour with this I know, I know. Or like, uh, you know, just standups, you know, yeah. you just show up and you do like an hour of jokes. But so we would, we would do like some colleges and stuff like that. And, and we would do some live shows, but it was like an hour. We would do like whatever, like eight or 10 sketches, but we had all these props and costume changes. So it seemed like a lot of labor. Yeah. So it never became like a huge touring thing. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, but it opened a lot of doors for us. Um, and for me, you know, to come out here and, and have like, Oh, I just did my own show on MTV. You know, it helped me, um, get a leg up with, um, just getting in the door with other shows. I got to do like, you know, when I first moved out here to LA, like I got to do Curb and that just like blew my mind. Uh, yeah. Actually me and Cordry were on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm together. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so, so right away from doing my own show, uh, it kind of allowed us to step into some sitcoms and funny doing like bit parts in movies. Um, you know, people sort of knew a little bit who we were and, 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 
and you know, it's all just little, little steps, you know, like mm-hmm. I got to do a thing and the other guys with, um, with Will and McKay and, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. all of that. So, um, so, you know, and, and I was always just like wide eyed, you know, just like, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't, I can't, I literally couldn't believe that I was getting to do that stuff. You know? Yeah. And I still sort of feel like that, you know, yeah. it is because it is like, how, how could I ever do this? You know? And like, uh, when it actually sort of ends up happening, it just seems like, oh my God, I can't, I don't know how, yeah. I couldn't have planned that. You right, know? right. Oh no, you just, yeah. I do think you just, uh, I, I mean, there are some people that have some kind of game plan built in. Those are smart people. I know. Well, I don't know. They just, they have it. They have this like sort of built in thing or like I've, I've had friends who just can't not be creating something all the time. I know. And I'm like, I, I hate them. I, I hate them. I know. I'm like, I'm so happy. Like, I wait, see, I got a check. Okay. I, stare I guess at I'll my sit laptop. here. Yeah. yeah. I stare at my laptop. I'm like, just fucking go, I go, know. right. <laughs> go make be funny. You write computer. Something. Yeah. You do it. Computer. Computer. When Stupid you, computer. <laughs> when you came out here, were there people trying to like build sitcoms around you and that kind of game? Um, me, or and, what, me, me and Riggle, me and, me and Riggle had a couple deals when um, me, uh, Rob Riggle and I had uh, had a two man show at UCB uh, way back, and we got to go to the Aspen Comedy Festival, uh-huh. um, and that was that might have been uh, right before Human Giant, and uh-huh. so. Um, and so uh, out of that, we got some, you know, we got a fair amount of attention from that. And we got like a couple like development deals where, yeah. and that was just, I mean, you know, me and Riggle would go into NBC and pitch a sitcom and it was like some sort of half-assed idea that would make us laugh. Mm-hmm. But we didn't realize like, well, we need to gear this towards like families yes. and like whatever the yes. NBC demographic yes. is, you know. we And would, the 10 people in the room who are sort of like a, you know, Benetton commercial of types of different young people who are all, all have to have an opinion about this thing. And you have to sort of like, and they're going to ask you, what do you see? How, like, where do you see the 10 episodes? Or oh, yeah. 20? We hadn't and thought like, about that. What? Yeah. Uh, oh, geez, yeah. I don't know. No, we thought about like the pilot. You yeah. Know? But the only thing w- that we were really good at is uh, uh, with Riggle in the room, we we knew that we could make this room laugh. Like, oh, you, know, yeah. you go into those rooms and it's just as you described. It's like, you know, people that are sort of, you know, the comedy deciders, you know. Yeah. But they're not like, they're not necessarily super funny, but they're more like story people. You yeah. Know? And they know, and they they know like character development and mm-hmm. stuff that like we hadn't really thought about. We're more like, well, and then this guy, he's gonna, he's got like a really big dick, and uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean we would never pitch that, right, but, right, um, right. But um, but 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 Riggle and I together uh, knew that we could make these people laugh. So so for a few years we had like a couple development deals where right. we where we would get a chance to write a script and we would turn it in and they would go, great, thank you. We're not making this, yes, yes. But but it was nice that these yeah, guys no, are funny and we like them. You also. You you do figure out pretty early on, like you are giving these people a break from their day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come into your into this office, and <laughs> you know, and we got this rise wisecracker here. Little, show. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll put on a little show for you, and make you laugh, and maybe yeah. tease you a little, and have some fun. And yeah. then we had one time. One time it backfired on us. We thought we were like, you know, I think me and Riggle were pitching a movie, and we went down to Sony, and we were pitching a movie to this like big wig producer guy. And in the middle, I've never seen anything like this. In the middle of the meeting he took out his phone and just started like 
checking his email and like, and me and regular like do, doing like the whole, cause we would, I'm exaggerating, but like we would be fairly prepared. Like right. we would go in there and you know, we would know what we were going to say and how we were going to, we would act out a lot of the, and pit. some setup stuff, yeah, like yeah. some give and yeah, take to yeah, give, yeah. and to give them a little sample of like how this is going to be funny and how these characters are going to be funny. So Riggle and I are like performing this fucking pitch for this guy. And he's like, not even looking yeah. at us. Like he's yeah, just yeah. like checking his like Twitter feed. Yeah. And uh, so that one didn't go well. So. I've, I was just de- I was developing a, a show with another company that we're we're developing a pilot for something. And I love the guy that ran the place, but he's like has the worst ADD ever. Mm-hmm. And we'd be sitting pitching. It was a game show thing, and we'd be sitting there pitching on the game show, trying to figure out how to make it work. And he'd be sitting there, and me and like a couple of their producers from there. It's just me, and I was going to be the host, and they just brought me into the development process. And he would just get up and go to the door and yell like, you know, what time is my meeting? Yeah, and then you know, and then just walk away and walk, and then he'd walk out, and I'd be like, should we keep going? And the <laughs> right. guys that worked with him were like, yeah, just it just does, keep yeah. going. He'll, and then he'd he'll come back it. in and sit down and immediately jump in, and then finish and walk out, and it just was like. Wow, yeah. I don't, I can't, okay. Yeah, I don't know, like, I, I feel like those jobs turn over a lot. Like, I feel like, I I, I mean, I feel like a lot of those, like, uh, pr- big producery people, they have, like, a deal at a studio place yeah. for, like, a year, and yeah. then, like, they're not there Well, anymore. and this guy, too, he would, you know, you'd he'd be there 30% of the time, in and out, kind of distracting you from focusing, <laughs> and then he would say something, and it'd be like, Oh yeah, that's a really incisive sort of thing. Like he yeah, understood he knew what the, the root yeah. level of shows and you yeah. would tell him something like whenever you told him something that was a really good like opening up like well what if we did this that opens you up in a different way he'd be like that's good do that yeah. you know he did, he had really good taste but just no, no attention yeah no ability <laughs> yeah. and i mean he's just you know i think that's just how he works you know yeah. it's weird so yeah Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my loves are growing? Well, now, going forward now, are you still writing things? I know you're doing yeah, medical police. Is yeah, a we sort did, of uh, a- yeah, we did a spinoff of Children's Hospital um, that'll come out. I don't know when this comes out. I but, don't know either. Yeah, no yeah. one in this room knows yeah. anything. So we did. Uh, so we did. Um, it's Hubel, right? It's Hubel, yeah. Okay. H H. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's two H's. The the first <laughs> Ooh. one's silent. Oh, Dutch. Um, but uh, yeah, so we did uh, you know several years of Children's Hospital, and then um, 
those guys, uh, Cordry and John Stern, uh, that produced it went and pitched a, a spinoff of it. And so we got to do 10 episodes, uh, the first season of the show, Medical Police, which is basically just like a heightened version of Children's Hospital. Yeah. So this is, this one is like a, uh, it's, it's super funny and like fast and crazy. And like, are they like little 10 minute episodes? No, this is, this is for Netflix. So it's a full half hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they had to write this as like, and you know, everything on Netflix is like, how do we make this bingeable? How do we like, hook people into the next right, one. Right. So this one is like every episode ends with like a cliffhanger yeah. and like, oh my, it, yeah. the, the, I'm not giving anything away. The, the, the setup of this is like a huge, a worldwide like pandemic, like a big outbreak of something. Mm-hmm. And these idiots from children's hospital have to like f- fucking solve this and yeah. like contain this virus. You yeah. Know? So uh, me and these other doctor and Aaron Hayes, and we have to get the whole team back together. And like, so we basically find where everybody is now in the children's hospital world and use their help to like, save the world. Yeah. But there's a lot of like crazy, like fucking stunts and fighting. And like, we shot a lot of it in Croatia. Oh, wow. Which is where they shoot Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And we had the crew from Game of Thrones which was banana. It was like in between seasons of game of Thrones yeah. when we shot it. And so we have all these like Croatian people who like don't speak English and don't get at all the comedy of it, it, what we're doing. Of what all, you're doing. Yeah. You know? And you know how it is like when you're shooting stuff, like a lot of times you're doing stuff like to try to make the camera guy or the sound guy. Absolutely. Laugh. Or at least you're trying to figure out like, this is funny, right? You right. Know, looking at people on set. And uh, these Croatian guys were not giving it up. Yeah. They're just like smoking cigarettes and, you know, talking about assassinating people or whatever they do in Croatia. <laughs> sure. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. The so onion crop. The, <laughs> the, you know, the, this, this year's this onions. Year's, this year's onions hate. are bad. This year's sesame festival. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so we shot like uh, in Croatia to make it look like all these other European yeah. like uh, you know countries and stuff. And um, so so yeah, that was super fun. We shot that, and then I also shot uh, another very cool thing, but not at all comedy uh, with Mark Ruffalo for HBO. I just shot this uh, six episodes of like full on drama. Oh wow! Yeah. Which was like, uh, is that intended? Because like doing transparent, yeah. And I'm trying to think. There was an oh, there was another. Uh, I, did, I did the Descendants. That's which what is, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I mean, like to me, it is, is it intimidating? I to am. Yeah, to yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, oh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if people are going to buy this. I know. I yeah. every time I've ever done something that's kind of like straight, and I find it almost more embarrassing. Oh, for sure. To be earnest than it is to oh, like have yeah. my ass hanging. Oh out. yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, a thousand times. Yeah. Like. I would much rather make out with Marion Ross. Yeah. Uh, than say, just I as, love you and have to seem yep, like you and mean, mean it. it. Yeah. Tell my daughter that, you know, I understand what you're going through, sweetheart. Right. Everybody gets their period. You right, know. right. I'm um, having mine now. I'm having mine now. I yeah. mean, I paid someone to have it for me, but still. I'm not going to do that because that's dirty, mm-hmm. but you should do it. Right. You know? It's sinful. Yeah. It's based in sin. <laughs> anyway, honey. Your body is something to be ashamed <laughs> of. Blame Eve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I think that stuff um, is is very scary. To yeah, do. yeah. So so I kind of like trying to dip my toes in in that mm-hmm. a little bit. How do you um, regulate like 
knowing that you're doing a good job when you're like with Ooh. Mark Ruffalo doing yeah. six episodes of a drama, are you, well, you know, luckily I feel like I, you get I, enough feedback that you feel, I feel yeah. like in, in most of the stuff I've done in like transparent to it, like I try to be the funny f- person in the drama, you know what yeah, I mean? Or yeah. like the weirdo in the drama. Right. So I feel like I can, I can kind of get away with that. I don't know that I could actually be like sweetheart. It's, you know, uh, I understand that you're pregnant, but I'm going to, I'm going to drive you to the abortion clinic today. Uh-huh. You know, we're going to cry together. I don't know that I could do that yet, yeah, yeah. but I feel like I could be like the, um, you know, kind of the, the humorous guy in the drama. Sure. You know? So that's sort of w- where I kind of fit in. Yeah. I think in the HBO thing. Like I have you of, taken like drama, like acting classes? Uh-uh. For, yeah, no, no, I haven't. no, no. And I like, I like how you say like, maybe I'll get there. Yeah. 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 And how do you get there? Yeah. By getting more jobs. Right. I think, right. yeah, that's the yeah. best way to learn. No, you know? I mean, for transparent, like, uh, um, we used to do, they would do this workshop with, you might know this woman who was like a, um, I think she's like a drama. Her name is Joan Shekel. Yes. I, feel I like know she's about a, her. Yeah. yeah from yeah. no one chill. Yeah. 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 So we would do like this, like very intense dramatic, like it was workshop before we would shoot transparent, mm-hmm. like for the first few seasons we would do this, but it was like. So it would be like a whole weekend and like you would come out of there like crying. Like yeah. it, was, it was a lot of, but it was, there was also like, <laughs> it's hard to describe what we went through. It was sort of like a boot camp, but there was like a lot of like movement to it, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, let's just move around the space, take your shoes off, everybody get on stage, move around the space. And now just like take your partner and just look at them, just look at them, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, but after like fucking 16 hours of that, you find yourself like in an emotional mm-hmm. place with the, uh, you know, with like the sound guy, yeah. you know, who's also yeah, taking yeah, this yeah. workshop. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so that's sort of the extent yeah, think, of my, you I know, and all I just that try stuff to, is just to get you out of your head yeah. and make you stop thinking about how you look or how you act. It's yeah. just like relentless. And there's something about it that I feel is, man, it's manipulative. It is. It it's is. It's like, yeah, but, move around the space is yeah. like to get you to stop thinking about that. But it's also kind of to get you, you to stop. To thinking about yeah. any order that you're given. Right. You know, right, right, <laughs> like, right. like be sad now. And like, yeah. well, what but, if it, I but, don't, but, know. but for, for me, like not having like a, a fallback, like acting technique, like all I kind of do is just like watch people that I think are good actors and be like, well, what is that, that person doing? Like they're just playing it super real and yeah. they're just trying to be like really real. So, so f- some of that stuff I will buy into, like, if, like that boot camp thing. It's like, well, if I fight this, I'm not going to get anything out right. of it, but like, it's a workshop. It's yeah. for the weekend. Like and we're all just, in it together. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to do it. You know? And for the sake of the production, like, yeah, okay. I yeah. mean, it's not something I'd sign up for, but if I was, if, you know, if I was in a show like that and it's, yeah. that's the way it was running, like, okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, it was like more of like a, we, it kind of bonded us, you know, cause we were yeah. all like, oh, we have to go through this right, really hard right. emotional weekend yeah. of exercises and stuff. And then like, but I felt a lot closer to the other actors yeah. and stuff, you know? So I also like too, because I relate to it so much that like, you know, your the beginning of your, of your production career is at this outlife outdoor network where it's like, it's kind of loose. Yeah. And, you know, and like, can you, can you edit things? Sure, yeah, I right. can. Yeah. You just, it's a fake it till you make it kind of thing. That's and I my whole, think, yeah. I mean, that, and you like, do that with, with acting too. It's yeah, like kind of like. People always ask like, well, how did you, what, what advice can you give me? You know, I don't know if people ask you that on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. Yeah, you know? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, they ask me like, how do, I'm, how I'm an I aspiring comedy yeah. writer and I just feel like I don't have anything special to tell you. Yeah. I mean, other than. I mean, quite frankly, like, have a real good sense of yourself. 
whether you really are cut out for this, you know, like, like in terms, and I mean that both in like, can you handle the relentless rejection? Yeah. Can you, can you prop yourself up and sort of separate yourself from yourself because Not you are, personally yeah, you yeah. are kind of the product yeah. and you're the salesman and, you know, and if people don't want to buy the product, you as the salesman can go, well, they just don't like the product. But when the product is you, it's a little more difficult to keep <laughs> yeah. going. Yeah. But also too, you got to know if you got enough talent. Yeah. You have to really be able to, and I, you know, I, I mean, evidently I'm, I can make it in this industry because I have made it in this industry, but I, you know, I do think that there is a certain point where you have to be realistic with yourself about yeah. your ability. Cause I have, I have run into people, not so much, now, but like earlier on when people would kind of bring material to the Conan show or something and they'd kind of be like, you know, this is good. Yeah. And you'd have to feel like, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Sweetie, it's not. Oh, listen, one of, one, one of my first, I submitted to, to write on Conan. Like, I think I had done a few bits and I was like, I wonder if I could get a job there, like writing, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was not at all ready to do that. Yeah. But I somehow knew that the right guy was Jonathan Groff at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I think I asked him what, and he was like, um, yeah, you know, here, send it to my assistant and you can email me and yeah, fill out, fill a, out our, a our release packet. first. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went and like wrote a packet and it was like before I had done anything. Like yeah. I hadn't written anything. I was not at all qualified. But he was so nice. Like yeah. he like got back he called That's me. Sort of his thing. Yeah. He yeah, called yeah. me on the phone. It was like, hey man, like so we got your packet and um yeah there's some there's some funny bits and stuff in here. I like this and I like this. So, you know, right now I don't think it would be a good fit for us. He said something like really right, let right. me down easy, but he's like, but you know, I would encourage you to keep performing and keep writing and blah, blah, blah. So, um, but you know, but back to what we we're talking about, like faking it until you make it like, that's my whole life. It's just like, keep yeah. fake it. like just act like you're supposed to be there until they fucking throw you out. Yeah. You know, marriage the same. Fake my wife, my fake, fake marriage. My marriage is so fake. No, no. But you know what I mean? Like, cause like, how do you know how to be a husband? Oh, until, you know listen, what I mean? Or a dad. A dad, all yeah. of it. There's no, there's, yeah. I mean, everyone, I, I assume everyone listening to this knows that, but like, yeah, there's no, you, I, I used to think like, there's the, that illusion that like, well, there's, there's gotta be like a class that you, oh, or yeah. like a workbook, mm -mm. right? Like there's nothing. No, a baby comes out and then you got to keep it alive. Yes. That's yeah. all it is. And like. Yeah. And then, uh, then I'm just like going on YouTube. Like, how do I discipline a three-year-old? Yeah, yeah. You know, how do I make, right now our three-year-old thinks it's really funny to be naughty. Yeah. So she, and she says like, naughty, I'm naughty. Yeah. And she'll take like her, you know, she'll look you in the eye and take whatever she's drinking in a cup and pour it on the floor mm -hmm. and be like, I'm naughty. And then throw the cup like across the room. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well. We got like my parents would have like spanked me. Yep. But I'm like, well, we don't do that anymore. So I'm like, well, we got to go do a timeout. Yeah. And my wife is like, what? Are, what are we? Gonna, we're gonna do timeouts? And I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking know. What are we gonna do? We'll I, go do a timeout. So yeah. I'll take my daughter in her room. And this is me doing a timeout. Her room, which she loves. Yeah, it's full of all her shit. Never wants to yeah, leave yeah. her room. I sit her down in her chair, and I sit there and I go, okay, we have to be here for a minute. And we just have to be quiet <laughs> and we have to think about what we did. Oh, no. And to her, it's like delightful. Yeah, She's like, yeah. you know, she, now she does stuff to get put into a timeout. Yeah, you yeah. Because it's like, oh, I get to go and sit with daddy and be quiet. Yeah. And it's like comforting. And I'm like, 
we're doing this wrong. Yeah. We got to just spank her. You got, no, it's not spanking, but, uh, but you got to whip her. You end up and it's hard. Well, because I'll be honest with you. I went into parenting. How old are your kids? My son is going to be 19 in just a minute. Oh my and my God. daughter's 14. Oh, my God. And I went into parenting having been slapped and spanked yeah. and poked and a your couple times. Your parents punched you? Punched. No, yeah. I'm, no my, I, like my stepfather used to. Oh, yeah, in the chest. Like, in the chest. You ever, yeah, 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 yeah. Which was the sure, w- my scary. least favorite. Like, and yeah. I, because it hurt and yeah. it was, there was just something about it that yeah. was like, I'd, I honestly would have rather been spanked or slapped, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and I went into that thinking, like, well, you know, in that same stupid, lunk headed, they did it to me. And not like I'm so fucking great. So whatever was done to me is the way to do it. Just more sort of like I got through it. Yeah. yeah and here yeah. I am right, like right. with incredible uh, issues about authority <laughs> yeah. and, you know, frustrating rage that comes out of nowhere. Like yeah. I'm fine. I'm going to you know? give that to my kids. Yeah. 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 Um, so I started with my son, like a couple of swat, you know, never, but like a yeah. swat on the butt or something. Uh-huh. Very, very, very quickly realized Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. This makes me feel awful. Mm-hmm. This doesn't do anything for him except make him frightened of Scared me. of you. All this does is gets it over with quick. Yeah, yeah. The notion of you're going to be naughty and I got to figure out a way to make you not be naughty or not or stop doing that or, yeah. you know, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm impatient. I want it to end now. Yeah. And if I hurt you and you cry, it'll be over. Right. And, and, but that's all. And then your, your kid just knows like, well, dad sometimes will hurt you. Right. And that's not a good thing. And also like violence is the way to solve. Yes, exactly. And violence is, and violence is always a possibility. Right. Like in your bag of tools, violence is there. I mean, come on, it's useful. I I mean, you don't want to use it all the time, but you know. What, what I do now is I put uh, we boil a big pot of water, mm. and uh, and then we uh, we put my daughter's feet in. It. Okay, and so we as it's we, boiling, as yeah, it's yeah. boiling, yeah. And we put you know macaroni and pasta and stuff in there for <laughs> lunch. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're foot soup. We're cooking her lunch. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. We're doing it. Um, yeah. So all of that is like I feel like parents are you are just winging it. You're well, just, you end up. I mean, I didn't. You, the you know, nuts and bolts answer is you end up. Uh, withholding things that they like. Yeah. You know, videos. Yeah. You keep this up. No videos today. You keep this up. You know what? We won't go to the zoo. Yeah. You keep this up. The problem and you with that is like, your you play to, like, you really have to like follow through. You have to you follow can. through. And sometimes, and you know, and then there, and there's sometimes where it doesn't necessarily like, okay, the video, you're not, you don't show the videos and they still keep fucking doing it. Yeah. They up the ante and you got to be like, okay, no videos tomorrow. I mean, yeah. there was times in my children's lives where like with my son, as he got older, it was like, you're not watching TV for 14 days. <laughs> right. And we'd have to like really fucking look on the calendar. Yeah. And and do it and yeah. follow through and like no you know you come home from school and like well enjoy the book asshole you right, know right right because you're not watching TV because yeah. we had this deal you know yeah well we're starting to do a thing where we threaten our daughter with the bobcat we say like <laughs> okay I'm gonna call the bobcat yeah. the bobcat's gonna get Kenny. you he's gonna get you yeah yeah he's gonna he drag, won't, yeah drag he'll scratch you your eyes out do yeah. you like seeing but 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 marriage is also like that too like I you know I I, I didn't get married until five years ago I'm I'm like. I was super old. How old were you when you got married? I was 45. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm 50. And uh, 
So I was like the last one of my last friends in, at least in like my comedy friends yeah. to, to get married. But um, what took, I mean, if I may ask, what do you think took you so long? Um, I feel like I just didn't, I hadn't met the person. Oh, okay. I mean, long and short of it, like when I was in New York, I would date people and, you know, um, would date people for like two years, you know? And I had a lot of those where like I would be with someone for like a couple years, but then I'd be like, well, am I going to marry this person? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that was also like um, – at that time, I mean, it's very easy to put off everything in New York. You know, I was going sure, out a lot and sure. performing a lot and yeah. all of that. So I, I never felt like a ton of, of time pressure, you know. Um, but yeah, I moved out here and met my wife through Children's Hospital. She was a friend of uh, a director friend of mine. And uh, I was like, I think this is the person, you know. Yeah. But but to your point, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just yeah. fucking winging it. Yeah. All the time. There's books and things you can read, which are what very are, helpful. What are books? They're um, they're those things that you like put, videos. You put glasses on. Oh, you know that are full. They're oh, like paper. I'm not, I don't have time to do that. Oh, okay. Is it on the internet? Yeah, there are some. Can someone read it to me? Yeah, oh, absolutely. While I'm driving, your daughter. Great. Give her your. You know. <laughs> here you go, honey. Yeah. Um, well, now we're getting near the end here, and uh, I think we've covered a lot of like. I you did know, it. Where you been? Where I, you're going? I did it. You're just going where you're going, man. Is there any well, dream project? You're yeah, not, I mean, like I not, just. I, but it's a hustle, you know. Like I yeah. feel like it never. I, I mean, I'm sure you have people on this podcast that are on all different levels, but like I feel like I'm at the level where I've. Um, I'm I'm perpetually frustrated because I feel like I want. I always want to be at that other level, which is probably uh, an imaginary thing mm-hmm. that, that doesn't. I don't think anyone's ever like, I made it. Yeah, no, I, I don't think did it. I've talked about that a lot on this because the yeah. thing that the thing that gets you into doing this kind of thing is dissatisfaction. Yeah. Is this isn't enough. Whatever's around me right now isn't enough. Yeah. And I got to, there, there's more out there. I need more. I yeah. need more. And, yeah. need, and then, and it can be a really good engine in the beginning, but after a while it makes you a miserable middle-aged person who yeah. feels like <laughs> I've never looked at a sunset and felt good. Yeah. 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 I've just it's, been like, yeah, isn't it terrible? That it's not you pink can, enough. You can't enjoy anything. You're it's, just like, I mean, oh, this yeah. is a beautiful moment, but I, yeah, yeah. God, it could be more I mean, beautiful. I and I'm left often thinking because I mean that's definitely. I mean, I have depression. I've struggled with depression my whole life. Yeah, uh, really struggling with it right now because of me. Yes. Oh my god. Um, but I, uh, you know, I. So there's lots of like, eh, did, are other people enjoying things? Like right. I'm always like, like this notion of like. Is there some sort of like prophylactic of, yeah. you know, preventing me from joy around my entire life? And I think like maybe I'm experiencing as much joy as anyone ever experiences. And I'm just fucking myself out of it with yeah. my brain I think and that's thinking, true. you know, I don't know. I think exactly. That's, I, I try. Think that's true. I'm always trying, you know. Yeah. There's a there's, right now. There's blood coming out of your ears. I don't know. Like you seem so. What? <laughs> um, why is why are you here, Uncle Dan? <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I find that, or I try to use that sort of frustration, as you said, as an engine. You know, like, yeah. Oh well, I just have to. You know, like 
I, I would love to be on some fucking, uh, you know, network sitcom where mm-hmm. it's, a, a, you know, where I'm like the weirdo uncle or whatever. You yeah. Know? But like. And you get paid a shitload of money. And to you, just you know, show yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. You know, that would be great. That hasn't panned out for me. So, but I've been lucky in other ways where like I have, you know, uh, sort of like my own little comedy mafia, you know, like I, I can kind of work with people like the children's hospital group who are always. Cordry and I are always talking about something and trying to pitch something. And, uh, you know, they came up with this medical police thing and, uh, Sheer and I are always working on stuff and like people from UCB are always wanting to do. So, no, you have a really, so I, you do quality stuff with quality people and that's fun. Yeah. Pretty fucking important. Yeah. And so I think I just want to kind of keep hustling at that and like do, more stuff that I think is funny. Yeah. Know, like, uh, and that's a good place to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to complain about that. Uh, yeah, because I, you know, I think especially when my kids are younger, I used to think a lot more about like, how do I get a money truck to back up to my house? Right. And now I'm just kind of like, you know what? I don't know. I obviously don't know. Podcasting. I mean, I, podcasting. <laughs> this is I mean, it. I make a good living, but I don't make like a, like the fuck you money that yeah. you get if you're on a sitcom for seven years. Right. Your you helicopter know? doesn't circle the city nonstop. You I, guys got to refuel. You got to get snacks. Quite seriously. I the, said, air, I should have said airship. I the, said helicopter. Sorry. One of the seasons that Andy Richter controls the universe, we were at Paramount. We we're on two half seasons. We were next door to Frasier. Yeah. And we were there in the gap time between Kelsey Grammer's uh, contract where we would see his car that he'd drive to work. And then we did, there was not, no longer a parking space for him because he got helicoptered in Shut from Malibu. Up. Shut Malibu to Paramount every day. Where on, did in it a land? I don't know. Probably on top tower? of Children's Hospital. <laughs> Probably. Like they were like, you know, holding up kids with fractured skulls. But is he happy? Is Kelsey taxi. Grammer happy? I doubt it. Listen, no, he's miserable. We you got to count on the fact miserable. that he is miserable. He's miserable. No, but I mean, but that's I mean, that's what I mean by like the ridiculous, like yeah. where you can say to somebody, you have to f- not and like you're not paying for it. Yeah. Uh, in addition to all the money you want to pay me, you have to fly me to work for, in a helicopter. Because my time is so precious. Is that, that why we have so many helicopters around Hollywood? Kelsey Grammer. It's Kelsey Grammer. It's, it's like him going to 7 Eleven. One of them's got his cat. Drop me off at 7-Eleven. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's the name of the game is to just, you know, try to do stuff. And if you're lucky, do stuff with your friends. Yeah. Make stuff that you like with your friends. What Isn't th- that the way to do it? Yeah, absolutely. And is there anything you would have done different? Like, do you look back and... Uh, um, I think uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think I would have gotten... I, I would have tried all of this earlier. I didn't yeah. really do any of this until... I was like 26 yeah. or, you know, like. Do you think you needed that time, though, to, to get the self-assurance? Probably. Or do you think you just were naive? Pro- I think I was just too scared. Yeah. yeah. I was too scared to know what I was doing. And also, you can't control that shit. So no. it's sort of wasted energy to look back. Oh, if I'd only gone to New York earlier yeah, or if yeah. I'd only tried improv earlier, you know. But like, yeah. you know, I, there, there are friends of mine that just got started in this business way earlier than me. But it doesn't matter. I can't yeah. control that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing. And then – um yeah, I mean, uh, my time machine, uh, you know, if I could use my time machine, you know, I'd go back and I'd say, Hitler, no. <laughs> you stop it. Buddy, listen, come here. Stop it. Give, And then you just give him a hug. i give him a hug. You don't need to kill baby Hitler. Just give him a hug. I would kill baby Hitler. You would? Yeah. Grown up Hitler, I'd be like, 
Mm, I'd kill. mm, Teenage Hitler would be a tough kid to raise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I would use baby Hitler to kill baby Mussolini. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. A twofer. Yeah. That's always a good way to end a podcast on baby killing. But bad babies. Yeah, baby. Oh, naughty course. babies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Na- the naughtiest. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now to all of podcasting, I would not kill a good baby. No. But a Hitler only, baby? Uh, oh. I'd boil his feet. I'd kill that fucker every I'd day. I'd boil his feet in a foot suit mm. all day long. And then I'd drink it. I'd <laughs> I'd drink it right down. <laughs> Thank you. We did it. Rob, we sure did. Thanks for having me. We changed me. podcasting once again. How are the ratings on this podcast? It's live, right? Yep. Oh, I hear, oh, I, I got, got a thumbs up. Oh, I great. Just, they got a call. Is from, it Nielsen? The Nielsen company? They got it? a call. Kelsey Grammer wants to be next. So oh, we wow. got to finish this up. He's, <laughs> he's choppering in now. <laughs> he's on a ladder. He's on a rope ladder on the roof. Hello. Oh, come on. Here I come. By the way, these are terrible Kelsey Grammer impressions. uh, If you met him, you'd sound exactly like that. Hello. Um, I did see him once in Chicago. I I know we're leaving. We're ending here. Uh, This is like me at the end of my shrink session. Like, I know I got to go. But one last thing. (laughs) Can I just pay? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. I'm sad all the time. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. uh, no, Kelsey, I was in Chicago once visiting my family and he was there shooting a show and where, where my hotel was, was where he, cause I saw him like three times yeah. walking a dachshund What? and Kelsey Grammer. And it was like be early in the morning. Cause I, I think we we're doing a Conan show or something and it would be early in the morning and he would be walking and he had this big smile on his, like Kelsey Grammer kind of smile on his face. And it's just him and me on the block with his dachshund. And he's not looking at me, but he just, I think he just has his face at rest now over time. He's just decided it's going to be a big smile. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's the just other, a fuck you to everybody. <laughs> the other good Kelsey Grammer thing is last time he was on the Conan show, we give out cans of um, the popcorn, the, the, the one from Chicago. I can't think of the name. Garrett's popcorn, yeah, the yeah. combo of the cheese corn and the caramel corn. Yeah. And the last time he came on, I looked and his index finger, middle finger and thumb were completely orange. On the, like, he was sitting on the on couch. On the show oh with his finger orange and I didn't, and he, we went to a commercial break and came back and I didn't say a word. I bet you wanted to suck I just those wanted fingers. This, you I, wanted to yeah, suck Yeah, cheesy fingers. goodness and probably with a little bit of the, the sweetness, which was there, but you invisible to the naked I've eye. I've got a wound on yeah, my yeah. finger. Don't lick my keep, wound. Keep smiling, Kelsey. Len, let me have those fingers. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the three questions. Uh, tune back if you want to hear more sick shit like this. Bye. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It's produced by me, Kevin Bartelt, executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, associate produced by Jen Samples and Galit Sahayek, and engineered by Will Beckton. And if you haven't already, make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. 
Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.